everyone and welcome to chapter 19 of the One Man Renegade Podcast. Uh, lots of stuff going on this weekend as we head into Thanksgiving week and the holiday season is upon us. You know, headed towards the end of the year with all the Christmas and Kwanzas and Hanukkahs and New Year's to go around. It seems like just yesterday we were uh, in January and, uh, you know, uh, lots of... Uh, Musicians were dying. I mean, I guess things. The more things change, the more things stay the same. This year, as uh, another one passed away recently, um, and although he wasn't necessarily known for his music so much, you know, he had definitely his uh, um, his his writing was a big deal, and he wrote a lot of songs for a lot of different people. But Leonard Cohen. Uh, passed away a couple, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, last week sometime. I, I forget exactly what the date was. Um, he had, the, of course, the song Hallelujah, which, you know, you probably know the other versions of it better than his version, but he wrote that song. He also wrote a whole bunch of other songs for a lot of other people and stuff, but uh, he passed away. But with that said, um, we're not here to talk about, you know, sadness and gloom and doom, which a lot of people have been. The last week and a half or so because of, well, because people are idiots, basically. But we'll get, we'll get to that in a minute. First off, November started off with a bang. Uh, a couple different fronts. A couple things that you would have never imagined ha- would happen, ever. Uh, you know, well, you know, I guess possibly. But, you know, given the history of baseball, you wouldn't have thought the first thing happened. The Cubs finally win the World Series. Um you know, they're a year late. It should have happened last year, according to Back to the Future Part 2. But, uh, you know, to be one year off, that's pretty good. I mean, given that that movie came out 26 years, well, 26 years ago, uh, last year, you know, when they predicted it, um, 27 years ago now. But, um, yeah, it was a crazy series, you know, uh, when it came right down to the <laughs> extra innings, Game 7, there was a rain delay, it was almost like... You know, whoever God didn't want either of these teams to win, or Mother Nature, whoever. Um, you know, but eventually the Cubs were able to pull it off, even though they blew the lead. They had they had a comfortable lead, and they blew it, and they let the Indians come back and tie it up. Um, but uh, yeah, so you know, the Cubs win. They uh, race 108 years of futility and uh, win the World Series. Um, now the Indians are the the lone the the guys on the last the last uh, I don't know, however you want to phrase that the guys that have won the the drought they have the biggest drought I guess is the, what I'm trying to say here of any baseball team that has uh, you know in history in well not in history but in the currently uh, they haven't won since '48 uh, although they are technically not the longest in professional sports and that goes to and this one gets a little weird because football's different because you know although the super bowl hasn't been has only been around since 1967 i believe you know prior to that there was afl and the nfl and they had their championships and so the arizona cardinals won in 1947 or well they were the st louis cardinals or the chicago cardinals at the time i don't even remember um, but they won in 1947, 
uh, and haven't won since. I mean, there's other teams like the Browns and the Lions and and, and so forth that you know have haven't never won a Super Bowl along with the Cardinals, but they haven't been either. They they've won more recently the league championships of whatever champ whatever league they were in. Uh, more recently than Arizona, Arizona. I mean, Arizona has been to a Super Bowl at least, uh, but um, they didn't win. Um, yeah, so yeah, they were in Chicago, I believe, in 1947, um, and they won the NFL championship. Uh, let's see, who'd they win? Who'd they beat? Let's see if I can bring this up. They beat the Eagles. They were Chicago Cardinals. beat the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFL championship in 1947. So technically, they are the longest. And Indians are right behind them in 1948. Um, Then I believe it's the Maple Leafs and St. Louis Blues are tied in the NHL. Uh, The Toronto won it in 1967. And that's the year the Blues became a team. So they have gone the longest... Uh, tied for the longest drought. Um, but at least Toronto can say they won it as opposed to St. Louis Blues. And then in um, basketball, it is the Sacramento Kings, uh, which actually they were the Rochester Royals, I believe, in 1951, and they haven't won it. They've never won it. Um, yeah, so there you go. There, there's your teams right now that have the longest droughts. Uh, so it goes, well, those are the ones for each league, I guess. Uh, there might be other ones that have had longer than certain people in the other leagues, but there you go. Um, all right, moving on. The other crazy thing that happened, not even a week later, Donald Trump is won the election for president. Um, you know, I don't really talk a lot of politics on this show because it's very... You know, politics and religion are the two things you kind of don't want to bring up with people just because, you know, they go kind of hand in hand when you when you kind of think about it. But uh, they're very, very, very uh, uh, argumentatively, I don't know. They just bring up a lot of arguments and a lot of people disagreeing. They're very polarizing um, things. Certainly politics, you know, the two parties, a system, the way it is. Religion's more broader, but... Um, yeah, so I really don't want to bring up politics all that much, but it can't go without saying that Donald Trump is the uh, the president-elect right now. And, and here's the thing. The Simpsons predicted this back in 2000. Um, now, they're, they're, they're a little bit off, too, because I did the math on this. And if it was 19, it was 2000, year 2000, let's say, it's weird the Simpsons because they don't age, it's a little odd, it's hard to actually, you know, pinpoint exactly what year they're supposed to be, but let's just go with whatever the current year is. If the current year was 2000, and Lisa was 8, and Bart's vision has him whatever, how many years in the future, the least amount of years it could possibly be, were lisa is becoming president unless they change the rules and somewhere in along those lines and then they don't tell you that uh, which is possible um lisa would have had to at least been 35 uh so that would have been 27 years in the future uh 
So, yeah. It doesn't really work. But anyways, um, right? My, my math on that, right? Yeah, if she was 8 in 2000, she'd have to be 35. That'd be 27 years in the future. Okay, so 27 years. Well, actually, wait, hold on, no. So 27. So that would be 2027, which is the first year she'd be eligible to be the president. But 2027 is not election year, so she'd have to. It'd have to be 2028. And Trump, if he wins the re-election, he'd not be president in 2024. So they're off by one election uh, term. So it's pretty good too, when you, considering that that was just complete and total joke that they just happened to throw it a. a you know, just a reference to President Trump uh, as Lisa was taking office. But hey, you know, uh, predicted. And the other thing too, and you know, again, I'm not really into politics, and I don't like to talk about it too much. But uh, you know, going back to probably about the year 2000, I've uh, I've had a you know pretty uh, rigorous stand on uh, voting, um, and that is I always vote for Grimace. And well, right about the year 2000, uh, there was an ad campaign between McDonald's. For some new burger they had out or whatever it was. And uh, it was Donald Trump with Grimace. So, you know, there you go. I don't know. That's all I can say. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was, it was a little bit of a shocker. I mean, given the, you know, the way the everything was covered, the, the, uh, the uh, you know, election coverage, as it were. You know, you would have thought Hillary was going to win in a landslide. But, um yeah, you know, I don't think necessarily people in New York and L.A. and wherever the, you know, the pundits are and, and, uh, and, and the news uh, people are and the poll, whatever polls they're taking, uh, I don't know if they factored in middle America as much as they uh, would have thought. And, uh, yeah, the swing states went mostly all for Trump for the most part in T1. I mean... Did he win the popular vote? Maybe not, but that doesn't matter. It's electoral votes that count. Uh, if you change the system, you change voting uh, immensely because a lot of people in states that it doesn't matter. It's not a swing state. Your vote's not going to matter. Like in Massachusetts, for instance, probably didn't even bother to go out and vote if they're going to vote for Trump because they knew it wasn't worth it. So, you know, that that would completely have changed the voting uh, structure and uh, mentality by people going to vote. So that's just my two cents. Let's move on. Uh, so today is uh, December. Uh, December. I'm getting ahead of myself. It's November. November 18th, uh, 2016. Uh, I forgot what year it was. Uh, <laughs> today uh, is the release of Metallica's new album. Uh, Metallica has not put out an album since I want to say it was 2008. So it's been eight years since they put out an album. It's, uh, this new one's called Hardwired Self Destruct. I I have it downloaded on my computer, but I have not yet been able to listen to it. So in my next episode, I will give you a full review of that. I also ordered a physical copy because why the hell not? I have a little issues with that, although probably never going to use the physical copy. The only place I actually have a CD player, I guess technically my PlayStation PlayStations are uh, CD players, but uh, the only place I have a CD player is on my car, and I 
I just listen to satellite radio or the regular radio usually, or my i my iPhone uh, when I'm listening to stuff in the car. I I don't think I even actually use the CD player. I think I might have used it once just to try it out, and that was about it. But um, you know, I I think I have all I have all the Metallica albums, uh, physical albums uh, on CD. So I was like, ah, I gotta get it. Uh, and it wasn't much more expensive to get the physical copy than it was just to get the digital. So, And you get the digital on top of that, so why the hell not? Because um, typically I like to get... I mean, other than music... Uh, well, for the most part, I like to get physical stuff. Of, of Stuff I really enjoy. Like, for instance, movies. Like, you know, I'll get you know digital versions of movies I really don't care about. But uh, the actual movies I think are good or whatever, I will get physical copies of in video games i'm also a very uh proponent of the physical copies just because you never know when your hard drive is going to go kaput and you lose everything um or whatever the internet's down or something happens blah blah because blah. i think if you download stuff you can download it again it's kind of like itunes but i don't necessarily 100 percent trust that uh i'd rather have a physical copy of the game um but whatever that's neither here nor there all right, let's. Uh, so moving on, what else is going on? Um, I saw Doctor Strange uh, last weekend. Um, it was a very interesting Marvel movie, given that I don't really know that story about Doctor Strange very much. You know, I guess, I guess it, it kind of is similar to uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. I wasn't very familiar with Guardians of the Galaxy, as opposed to like Iron Man or Thor or Hulk or or Spider Man or or X Men. You know, like, those are a bit more. Uh, well known, at least in my mind, I know them better. You know, I think they're more popular. But you know, Marvel's, you know, they're trying everything. They're gonna release everything, um, in some form or the other. I mean, they did. You know, it's kind of weird what they decide to do with on what medium. Uh, and uh, you know, because actually, I just heard that they were gonna do an Inhumans movie, um, and then they scrapped it, and they've kind of done the whole Inhumans storyline. In the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the TV show that's on ABC, and now they're going to spin it off into a TV show of the Inhumans. Uh, but th- meanwhile, Daredevil, someone like Daredevil, that they've tried to do movies, well, technically Marvel themselves didn't do it. It was Fox, um, or was it Sony? Or what? It was one of the two, I forget. Tried it, and uh, it didn't do well, and they Marvel got it back, but instead of just you know, throwing out another movie, which they probably could have done, they put it on Netflix, and then they have Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, and, you know, they're going to have Iron Fist, and then they have the Defenders, and and that whole thing, but that's a whole separate thing, for the most part, they do reference stuff here and there, but for the most part, that's completely separate. Now, Doctor Strange, and I don't want to give away too many spoilers here, so, um, I mean, it's cool, I didn't see it in 3D, I probably should have, there was a lot of cool um, you know, uh, effects and stuff that probably would have been pretty cool in 3D, uh, or 4D. I haven't tried it out 4D either, but, you know, I kind of really wanted to see it and the timing didn't really work out for me to see it in 3D. So I just saw it in regular old 2D. Um, it was good. It wasn't amazing. Uh, you know, I'd put it somewhere in between, I'd say Iron Man and Thor. Kind of, I don't know. Somewhere in there. I don't know. It wasn't as good as the original Iron Man. I mean, as a, you know, first 
movie origin story type of thing. It wasn't as good as Iron Man. I think it was better than Thor. It's kind of Captain America-ish. I'd say put it in that range. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's all going to tie in, you know, together uh, when the uh, Infinity Wars coming up in Avengers Infinity Wars, which is 2018, I believe that's when that is. Because uh, next up is Guardians of the Galaxy 2, then Spider-Man Homecoming, then Thor Ragnarok, then Black Panther, then Infinity Wars, I believe that's the that's what's coming out next. I know Captain Marvel's coming out at some point, but that's going to be after that, but I'm pretty sure Captain Marvel is going to be in that movie. And obviously Doctor Strange can be in the movie. Um, they're... they're you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but there may be a stone involved with Doctor Strange somehow. Just saying. Um, yeah, there's still a stone that we haven't seen yet. The I think it's the Soul Stone, I uh, believe, or I forget. I know there's like the Power Stone, there's a Time Stone, uh, there's the... I don't know, there's, there's six stones. We've seen them all except for one so far. That will probably get brought in. In the Infinity Wars, I don't know if they'll do that. They might do that in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I don't know. I mean, I know they referenced uh, at least one of the stones. In, or maybe even two of the stones in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I don't know. Maybe that was Thor. Dark World. Because the Collector had got grabbed one to... I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it's, a, it's so confusing. Uh, stones and whatever. But yeah, Doctor Strange is a cool movie. Uh... Benedict Cumberbatch did a good job, except his accent gets a little, a little weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's a, he's he's like a New York guy, but he's not really doing a New York accent. He's just kind of doing a generic American accent, and at some points he kind of, kind of loses it a little bit. <laughs> certain points, but whatever. It's not really it's not all that distracting or anything like that. Um, Till Swinton has the ancient one. A lot of people are complaining about that, but she was she was good. She was fine. Um, the dude from 12, 12 Days of Slave is cool in his role, and that should be interesting going forward. What they do with that character because they tease some stuff with it, and um, and you know, like, like I said, I don't really know the books, the comic story all that well, but apparently he has a different role that he, in this, than he is in this movie. Uh, which you never never necessarily means specifically anything for the movies, but um, it seems like they're going to go in that direction. Uh, Dharmamu is just a big CGI thing, which, you know, a lot of people complain about. You know, I had issues with, you know, Suicide Squad and that issue and Apocalypse. But for whatever reason, in this movie, it seems to make a li- bit more sense, given the, the, uh, the background of what's happening, you know, the, you know with the magic and... And, and, and all that sort of thing. Uh, you know, whereas Suicide Squad, it was like, okay, these guys could easily be stopping someone, like, from robbing a bank. They don't need to be saving the world. Like, I mean, you have other people to do that. Whereas with Doctor Strange, like, well, who the hell else knows this magic stuff? Nobody, you know? Um, so, yeah, that's um, an interesting uh, thing in which, you know, I definitely had an issue with that in X-Men, and I definitely had an issue with that in in a Suicide Squad, and somewhat somewhat in Batman versus Superman, but not as much, just because it's Batman and Superman. Like, they're the, they're in Wonder Woman. Like, they're the people. 
They're the people that are going to save the world. That's what they do. Your suicide Squad, it's like, you know, have them do the stuff that they're, they don't want to do. That's not stop someone from destroying the world. Um, but whatever. Um, that's, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so I guess next up for my movie going, you know, there's a few coming out. Uh, there are, have come out. Rival seems interesting. I might check that out. But, um, you know, next up, the big one next up, I, I really don't really care about the... Uh, the whatever it's called where fantastic beasts and where to find them i never into the harry potters or any of that although you know you you, you come off freaking dr strange with all the magic and now oh, here's more magic um but um yeah so <laughs> the next one up the next big one is obviously rogue one um a star wars story or whatever it's gonna be interesting to see how that ends up you know the the uh reception for that given that it's not a linear Star Wars movie. It's not episode 8. It's kind of an in-between thing of other episodes, and that's a prequel. And the prequels didn't really go over well to begin with. I mean, not that they didn't make money, because they definitely made money, but you're going outside this Skywalker storyline, I suppose, is is what you want to call it. Um, And you know what's going to happen. I mean, you know what happens. You know, you, you know, I mean, this is the plan of how they get this, you know, this is the story about how they get the plans of the Death Star, which eventually they use to blow it up in episode four. I mean, you know, what's going to happen. It's just, so it, it's, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, it might be good. It might, might not. I don't know. Uh, I'm definitely gonna go check it out. Uh, so, I mean, there you go. And I think that's a lot of people's uh, mentality. So it's clearly going to make a lot of money. Uh, Disney's not suffering. <laughs> Disney's not, uh. <laughs> Disney's not suffering this year, that's for sure. It has like four, I think four of the five, I think four of the top five grossing movies this year are Disney, and that doesn't even include Doctor Strange or, or um, or um, this uh, our Rogue One that's gonna come out. I think they still have another Pixar movie that's coming out too. I could be wrong on that. Um, but um, actually, wait, do they? I don't know. I could be wrong. For some reason, I thought they did, but they might not. Um, let's see. Um, but yeah, I mean, or here we go. Yeah, I mean, well, worldwide. So you got Captain America. That's number one worldwide. Uh, then F- Finding Dory. That's two. Zootopia. That was Disney. Jungle Book. That's also Disney. So top four. Yeah, they have the top four. And like I said, Rogue One is probably going to end up near there. Um, and, you know, we'll see how Doctor Strange plays out, but it's, it started off pretty strong. I don't know if it will quite, uh, top Batman versus Superman, which is number five worldwide anyways. Uh, but, you know, who knows? Um, I'll be right back. All right, back. Sorry about that little break in the action. But, yes, uh, Disney does have Moana coming out, uh, starring The Rock. Well, sort of. Starting his voice, anyways. Speaking of The Rock, it has uh, been 20 years since he debuted in WWE. Uh, Survivor Series 1996 at the Madison Square Garden uh, was when he debuted as Rocky Maivia. Um, so there's a little bit of uh, uh, trivia for you. Um, and speaking of Madison Square Garden, uh, this past weekend, uh, UFC 205 took place. Conor McGregor... Uh, uh, he won the 
not the the lightweight title, middleweight title, one some title. He had one title. He won another title. He beat Eddie Alvarez. Um, it wasn't much of a fight, I'll be honest. Uh, Connor kind of he could have won the first round, but you know beat him not too far into the second round. Uh, yeah, he's pretty good. You know, I know he had that setback against uh, Nate Diaz uh, back in whenever that was February or or whenever, but. Um, yeah, I mean, he was, he wasn't supposed to fight him to begin with. I guess that was part part of the issue. And then when he did fight him again, he beat him. Although that was a much more competitive fight than this one was. Um, but yeah, so Conor McGregor, I don't know where does he go from here. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, what else can he do in UFC? I guess. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's, there's. I mean, there's another. There's another match with Nate Diaz. Um, obviously. Um, they could have the third, the rubber match, as it were. But, uh, I mean, uh, really, I mean, I, I don't think Eddie Alvarez, I mean, I guess maybe he could want, get a rematch, but I don't see what the point of that would be. Uh, you know, I mean, there's, you know, there's still there's still the rumblings of Conor McGregor fighting Manny Pacquiao. Uh, sorry, not Manny Pacquiao. Uh, Con- uh, that Floyd Mayweather. But uh, I don't see that ever happening, and I don't know how that would even work. I mean, it'd be, it'd be a lot of money. People would watch it. I just, I don't think it would make sense. Um, and I don't see it happening. And uh, UFC wouldn't allow it. So, um, yeah, so um, with that said, I yeah, I don't know where he goes from um, from that. I mean, yeah, another match with Nate Diaz, I guess, I guess is the next step. I don't know if they're going to do that or not, but that seems like the logical logical thing i mean uh, uh i mean and that's the thing too that was a welterweight fight and so right now he's the featherweight and the lightweight champion so i assume he's got to defend those but nate diaz is probably gonna fight welterweight i don't know who knows how it's gonna play out but um Yeah, um, ultimately, he's gonna, he's gonna make money, whatever he ends up doing, I know, I know, uh, there's a lot of talk internally, I guess, with Triple H, was at UFC 205, they want to bring him in for something for WWE, I don't necessarily know that that means wrestling, but, uh, certainly an appearance at WrestleMania or something along those lines, I could definitely see happening, uh, but, uh, who knows, that's, that's, all rumbling and rumors at this point, so you never know. Um, all right, let's. Uh, well, speaking of wrestling, let's. I guess let's get to that stuff because you know that that's a big part of this weekend um, coming up. Um, it's Survivor Series weekend, uh, and similar to what they did with SummerSlam and uh, what they've done with WrestleMania, obviously uh, everything's in Toronto this weekend. They're having an NXT. Uh, takeover on Saturday night, then uh, Survivor Series is uh, Sunday night, and Raw on Monday night, are all in Toronto at the uh, Air Canada Centre. Um, SmackDown is not. SmackDown is somewhere else, I forget. But going forward, apparently, they announced that they're going to have all four of them will be at the same building when they have the big four. So, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania... 
uh, SummerSlam and Survivor Series. So we'll see that starting in, at Royal Rumble, I guess. So I mean, they've been doing it last couple last couple times, anyways, with uh, NXT and in the pay per view, and then um, Raw. Not so much SmackDown, but now that SmackDown's live on Tuesdays and kind of supposed to be on the same level as Raw, they kind of have to include it because otherwise it's like, well, how come SmackDown doesn't get gets left out? What's what's that all about? So that going forward, that's the way it's going to be. This weekend's all in Toronto except for SmackDown. Um, so I guess let's start off with NXT Takeover uh, Toronto. Um, this should be a good card. I don't. I don't see. I don't think it's gonna be great. Uh, the matches are, uh, you know, interesting, but not anything groundbreaking. Um, but it's. It'll, I'm sure it'll be a good show. They usually put on a good show, no matter who's fighting and or whatever the circumstances are. So, uh, all right. Let's. I guess let's just start from the top and work our way. I'll make some of my predictions and see how we do. Um, all right, so starting off the night will be the Dusty Rhodes Memorial Tournament of the Ages, whatever it's called, the tag team tournament thingy, dealy. Um, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament and the finals. So you got um, the Authors of Pain, which is Akim and Rezar. Um what is going on? Sorry. Um, distracted for a second. Um, versus uh, TM61, which is Nick, Nick Miller and Shane Tom, Torn. Um, and Paul Ellering, who is the uh, manager of the Authors of Pain, will be suspended high above the ring in a shark cage, which is a gimmick they used to use a lot back in the old olden days of yore, uh, especially in the NWA. I remember it a lot. The manager would always end up in a shark cage. I know they did it with Paul Bearer, and they did it with Jerry Lawler in WWE back in the mid-90s. Um, but they've done it with Paul Ellering in the past when he was with the Road Warriors uh, manager back in the day. So, um, yeah, that, that I don't really know exactly why they decided to do that, but they decided to do that. With that said, I still think the authors of Pain are going to win that match. So that's just my uh, my guess. Um I think they're going to come out, they're somehow going to, despite Paul Elling being in the cage, I think they're going to win that match. Alright, next up we got um, hometown, hometown boys, um, or Canadian anyways, I mean, Bobby Roode I know is from Toronto, or at least lives in Toronto, or associated with Toronto, Ty Dillinger I don't think necessarily is specifically Toronto, but... He's definitely Canadian, I think Ontario somewhere. So, um, with that said, you know, battle of the hometown guys for the most part. Uh, with that, with that also said, I don't think Ty Dillinger is beating Bobby Roode. I honestly think Bobby Roode is going to go on to face whoever wins the main event uh, for the title. Uh, whatever the next takeover, I guess, would be the Royal Rumble. So that's in San Antonio. So NXT TakeOver San Antonio on January 27th or whatever the date is on that, um, I guess, would be my guess. I mean, they could have pushed it hard and got him in the hometown crowd here, but I feel like they they want to build him up a little bit more. And obviously Samoa Joe and Nakamura are going to have the rematch. So 
but with that said, I think Bobby Roode is gonna beat Ty Dillinger. So let's uh, mark that up for Bobby Roode. All right, next up we got the uh, tag titles on the line. Uh, well, a rematch from 10XT Takeover uh, Brooklyn with uh, DIY, which is Tommaso Ciampa and uh, John, Johnny Gar- Gar- Gargano taking on the revival of Dash Dawson and um, Dash yeah Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson. Sorry. Dash Dawson. That'd be a cool name too, Dash Dawson. Just combine them into one guy. Um, it's a two out of three falls match for the NXT Tag Team Champions. Now, here's the thing that I don't quite understand. They 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 kind of alluded to Gargano and Ciampa being in the Cruiserweight division. Uh, especially they were in the Cruiserweight uh, Classic. And they kind of referenced them in the Cruiserweight division. But they have not yet at all been involved in that. So I wonder... If that's just kind of got put on the back burner for now because they're going to be the new, new tag champions and authors of pain, I think that would be kind of the next feud uh, that would make sense. Meanwhile, the revival, they've won the tag titles twice now. Uh, what else, what else more do they need to do in, uh, in NXT? And I don't, I think they're going to move up to either SmackDown or Raw coming up, uh, in the new year. Um, they might get a rematch, um, you know, on just uh, on the next tag, uh, the next tapings or something, and then move on at the beginning of the year to SmackDown or Raw. So with that said, I think DIY is going to win it. All right, next up we got uh, the returning Mickey James. Well, make, returning to WWE, uh, sort of. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of weird because, like, she's never NXT, so she's returning, but to not to NXT, whatever. Anyways, Mickey James against Asuka for the tag, uh, for the women's championship. I don't see Asuka losing. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, at the same time, I don't know who she's going to fight next. There's a lot of, like, people that are kind of, like, on the underneath uh, that aren't quite ready or wouldn't even make sense or wouldn't even be believable. Um, that's why I think they brought in Mickey James here. But, um, uh, so it's almost like, well, why don't they move her up and have her fight Charlotte and Bailey and, and, uh, you know, or Becky Lynch or whoever, you know, Natalia, whoever, um, and just kind of let those other people that are in NXT battle out for the tag, the, the women's championship, kind of like, okay, these girls are all kind of at the same level where they're not quite there. But with only one other girl there that's oh, that 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 has it, it doesn't really make sense because you know it's not really believable. So I don't know. But with that said, I don't think Oscar's gonna lose to Mickey James. And finally, Shinsuke Nakamura defending the NXT Championship against Samoa Joe in a rematch from NXT Takeover Brooklyn back in August. I don't see, I, you know, I want to say I don't see Joe winning it, but I don't see Joe going up to the main roster either, whereas uh, with uh, Nakamura, he might, he might go up to the main roster for Royal Rumble, and then for a run at WrestleMania, I could definitely see that happening. So, with that said, Samoa Joe taking the title off of him would kind of make sense, but 
man, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's questionable. It's questionable. I just. Yeah, you know, I'm going to stay with Shinsuke Nakamura because they could easily bring Joe up for the Royal Rumble too, I suppose. And you can't bring both of them up at the same time. It just wouldn't, it just kind of dilute. Um, I mean, obviously, one of them's going to be champion, so you really can't do that anyways, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna go Shinsuke here. All right. Um, now, before I get into Survivor Series, I just want to mention, as um, the NXT fight is, or the NXT show is going on um, on Saturday night, there's also going to be a boxing match, a very important, high-profile boxing match in terms of boxing matches that don't it doesn't involve uh you know uh pacquiao or uh uh or mayweather which you know in today and age with boxing not a lot of people are paying attention <laughs> other than those guys and even then it's questionable i mean pacquiao fought three weeks ago maybe two weeks ago whatever it was and no one really seemed to care uh, I mean, there's rumblings of them fighting again because Mayweather was there for the, ma- the the fight, and then people were speculating. But I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're gonna fight again. And even if they do, I don't see how it would be any different than the last time. Uh, a boring long match that Mayweather wins by, you know, decision. Hooray! But anyways, uh, Andre Ward, undefeated Andre Ward, thirty and zero, is taking on Sergey Kovalev, who is. Also, 30-0 and 1. Let's not talk about the 1. There was a draw. He had a match with somebody, I forget, uh, a few years ago. Uh, and uh, there was an accidental headbutt or something, I forget. And the guy couldn't continue. And it was before. It was early enough that they just called it a draw and didn't go to the scorecards. Um, so that's where his draw comes in. But, I mean... Damn, I mean... Both these guys, 30-0, and and it's for the WBA, WBO, and IBF Light Heavyweight Championship. So it's a big-time deal, you know, in terms of, especially in the Light Heavyweight division, obviously. uh, You know, it's for all the titles for the most part. I'm sure there's more titles that people don't really notice or care about or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, it's a tough one. Uh, You got the the American against the Russian, so it's like Rocky IV. Sort of, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Not really. But uh, Rocky Four, which came out uh, 31 years ago, like tomorrow, I think, or something like that. I forget. Um, but yeah, you got the you, ah. ah. It's a tough one. It is a tough one. I got. I think I go with Kovalev though. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go Kovalev. I mean, that's Kovalev. You know, is more of a knockout guy. He's 30-0-1 with 26 knockouts, whereas uh, Ward is 30-0 with only 15 knockouts. So you know, if if it goes the distance, I give the advantage to Ward. I think, but I think Kovalev, Kovalev's got to knock him out early. I think, or at least you know, in the first you know first half of the match. Um. Yeah, I'm going Kovalev. Mark it down, Kovalev. Yeah, 
I don't know. I mean, I probably won't watch this. Uh, I'll try to catch it maybe on Sunday or something if I can, or at some point. Um, I'm not gonna order it. It's, it's seventy bucks, and I don't know enough people that care enough. And I don't think they're showing it anywhere, unlike UFC. So, and NXT takeovers on. So, yeah, there it is. All right, now before we move on to Survivor Series, I just want to go back a little bit. I know I briefly touched on it um, before the last episode, but I went to I went to WWE Hell in a Cell back a couple months ago. No, weeks ago. Sorry, <laughs> months ago. Um, a couple weeks ago, uh, right before Halloween. Um, it was a good show. It was a fun show. You know, it, it wasn't anything crazy over the top as you might expect from a hell in a cell but you know with the way the way things are these days you can't do what they did in some of those hell in a cell matches certainly the mankind undertaker one i mean yes i know shane mcmahon jumped off the top at wrestlemania yes i get that but um yeah i just you can't you can't do that anymore it's just it's not peace it's not pg is a problem you know and that, you know, that's some of the issue with some of these matches, I guess, you know. And having three kind of deludes it, I don't know. I guess they were all good matches. I think Owens and, and uh, Owens and um, Rollins definitely stole the show, but a lot of that had to do with Jericho because he's very over right now, especially with his list and, and everything. Um, But, uh, you know, uh, Sasha and, 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 and Charlotte closing out the... the the main event i don't know i mean i get it i got it from like the just the standpoint of like oh it's sasha's hometown it's a big time match it's the first women's match in hell in a cell it's not a huge pay-per-view so let's do it why not get the publicity get that done and over with it's the same time you can have the first women's hell in a cell match first women's main event venting a pay-per-view you know it, it all made sense you know but then to have Charlotte win and kind of kill the crowd in a weird way. Uh, I mean, obviously, the botch table spot doesn't help anything. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, and then just have Charlotte beat Sasha again. They did this at SummerSlam, you know. And I don't know. I mean, I know Charlotte's never lost on a pay-per-view or whatever it is. And I guess they're trying to build that up. That streak. Make it a streak. They're all about the streaks, you know. Um Speaking which we'll get to in a little bit about streaks, um, a lot more come on those that, but um, yeah, I don't know. It just it didn't go over quite as you know, it didn't go over well. The ending just kind of fell flat. Uh, so prediction wise, I did okay. Uh, there was a cruiserweight challenge, cruiserweight match, six man tag that they added um, to the kickoff show. I got that right. Bailey beat Brooke, uh, uh, Dana Brooks. Got that right. Enzo Cass lost to, um, lost to uh, Gallows and Anderson. Sorry, I'm opening a drink. Uh, lost to Gallows. It's, it's a Coke Zero. I'm not not drinking. Not getting drunk on this episode. Um, which I thought was surprising. Um, but I guess you got to give them something. Gallows and Anderson. They haven't really won much of anything since they've been here. So. Got to throw them a bone, I guess. Um, but, you know, the New Day ended up uh, um, keeping the titles. 
although they lost. So, yeah. Interesting on that one. Um, yeah, Cesaro and uh, and uh, Sheamus won. Was it by DQ? I want to say. Why, why am I blanking on how they won? Uh, I want to say it was a DQ. Yeah, because yeah, it was weird. It was Big E and Woods um, instead of Big E and Kofi Kingston, who is from Massachusetts and made reference to it and then didn't wrestle, which was weird. Uh, yeah, and um, uh, Cesaro. I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. Cesaro had Woods in the sharpshooter, I think, and then Kofi interfered. If I remember correctly, it was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I don't know. I'm my, I'm getting old, my friends. Um, yeah, and then um, so then Rusev lost. Roman Reigns, I got that one right. Uh, Kevin Owens beat Seth Rollins because it helped with Jericho. Got that one right, and then uh, yeah, Charlotte beat Sasha Banks for the women's championship. Got that one wrong. Had Sasha Banks winning that one. So um, yeah, I mean the New Day kept the tag titles, so that's sort of right, I guess. I don't know. That's kind of crap, but um, that's actually something I'm gonna bring up in a little bit, though. Um, as we move on into uh, Hell in a Cell, oh, sorry, uh, Survivor Series. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, but before we do that, before we get to Survivor Series, uh, which should be a good, good, good show. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird dynamic they're going with this year. So it's, uh, you know, they're going kind of back to the traditional sense of Survivor Series, uh, which could be interesting and could be cool. I mean, it was it was always fun back in the day to watch these matches, but then it kind of got kind of cliche and old, and and they kind of went more of the traditional pay per view uh, style. But throw in one of those matches here and there, and maybe sometimes it's for something like when they did the Alliance versus the WWE, or when they did the Authority versus Team Cena or whatever it was a couple years ago. Um, this year it's just SmackDown versus Raw, which is fine, but for what? That you know, what does that mean? Like. This just bragging rights. I mean, they had a pay per view called Bragging Rights, which is basically that, uh, which never made any sense to me because it was always right before Survivor Series, and it's like, why don't you just do this at Survivor Series? What are you doing? Um, but yeah, before we get to that, I got the brand new WWE Slam Crate brought to you by Loot Crate. Wrestle Pro Wrestling crates are gone. The Wrestle crate is gone we got wwe licensed slam crate by loot crate now this box is a little weird different than the normal ones it's kind of oddly shaped it's whatever it's different it's a loot crate i don't know whatever now three of these things i know three of the things that are in here i already know what they are because they kind of already announced it now the theme for this box i guess was firsts which i don't quite totally understand based off of what they said was in the box already well one of them i guess i do one of them is a first austin aries wwe tops card may or may not be autographed but then there's also an enzo and cast shirt in here and there's some sort of new day collectible how those are first i'm not really sure they've even announced what the 
that there will be a, a AJ Styles shirt in the next Slam Crate, which doesn't even come out till January. So, I don't know. They feel the need to broadcast stuff, so at least people are buying it, I guess. But there are some stuff in here that they didn't say anything, and I haven't looked online or anything. So, all right, I'm going to go ahead and open this bad boy up. Wow, this sticker is intense. All right. Didn't realize this was going to be... Yeah, there's a, like a sticker holding on. It's not like a special sticker. It's just like a plain old sticker. Not even a sticker. It's more like tape. All right, let's open it up. Oh. Right, taking a picture. Do-do-do. If I can figure out my phone. Right, here we go. So, it's kind of cool. The top of the box is kind of like a, a ring, and it says WWE Slam Crate. It's upside down, though, so it's kind of weird. Um, let's take it. All right, so right off the bat, here's the uh, New Day collectible, and it is a um, it is the, kind of a figurine of them all riding a unicorn. It's kind of cool looking. Um, it says the new day from the booty, bootyful moments collection, choking hazard. Um, yeah, it's just got a picture of them, and it's exclusive to exclusive to Loot Crate. Uh, it doesn't say anything if it's exclusive or not. It just says Loot Crate on it, so I'm guessing it is. All right, so that kind of already knew. All right, the tat the T-shirt, which I knew was Enzo and Cass. But I didn't know exactly what it looked like. Uh, it says, it says, bada boom. Realist guys in the room. And it's got like a silhouette of Big Cass in the background. And Enzo with a mic in the foreground. That's uh, kind of cool. It specifically says Loot Crate and Slam Crate. So yeah, these are like exclusive to, the, to this. I don't think they sell these anywhere um, else. So that's kind of cool. Sorry, the phone's ringing in the background. All right, what else we got? We got a... <laughs> what? A Mitch Plant Kit. Now, if you remember if you remember back in... Uh, I think it was Extreme Rules, I want to say. When Jericho and... Uh, Ambrose had their little feud. And Ambrose had a potted plant that he was carrying around. And then Jericho just smashed it on his head, I believe. And then there was one hanging from the ceiling, which never got used, or hanging from the cage. Yeah, that the Ambrose Asylum that he used to have. Yeah, that's apparently that's what this is, and apparently you can actually grow it. It's a hundred percent biodegradable bamboo pot, and um, yeah, you can it includes a bamboo pot, one seed packet, and one peat pellet. Yeah, and I guess you can grow your own plant. So. I probably won't do that, but it's cool to have anyways. So there we go. All right, next up we got, uh, so like I said, this, uh, uh, it says first, but I, I'm a little confused by it. But, so there's a belt buckle, which are, I don't know if it's, no, is this a belt buckle? No, what is this? It might just be a pin. It looks like a belt buckle, but it's just a pin. But it's a belt. Now I'm confusing myself. It's a pin of the old winged eagle world championship uh belt so that's kind of cool all right next up we got the austin aries card it is not autographed that's that's unfortunate 
All right, still more to go. There's an XT iron-on patch, which you can iron on to like your jean jacket, which I actually have a jean jacket that I bought for an 80s party uh, quite a few years ago. I probably won't do that, but that, that's cool. Anyways, um, all right, then we got something that's wrapped in something and something, okay? It's pretty heavy, whatever it is. It's wrapped in plastic and then in paper, so I don't even know what it is, so I'm going to have to open it. Alright, it is... A Dean Ambrose... Exclusive... Oh, it's... it is a belt buckle! <laughs> How do you like it? Uh, Dean Ambrose... It's got his uh, logo, belt buckle. So there you go. I knew there was a belt buckle in here. Don't tell me there wasn't a belt buckle in here. I knew it all along. It just wasn't the belt that was the belt buckle. It, yeah. Uh, so here we go. And then finally, or maybe not finally, we get a pair of Sasha Banks glasses. The ones she wears to her ring. I don't know how you're supposed to see out of these. Legit Boss, Sasha Bank. Sasha Banks glasses. So there we go. And then there's a little uh, poster. Oh yeah, the bottom of the box says the first as a silhouettes of the new day. I don't know exactly what that's supposed to mean, but it is the first box, so that makes sense. Alright, and this uh whoa poster of the new day. No, it's Shinsuke Nakamura on the poster of him winning the title. NXT title, but then there's uh, outside the ring with Xavier, the new day, there's an interview, it's kind of like a thing, and then it tells you what you got, alright, exclusive Enzo cast t-shirt, exclusive new day collectible figure, exclusive Dean Ambrose belt buckle, exclusive Austin Aries tops trading card, exclusive Mitch plant kit, exclusive NXT embroidered patch, exclusive metallic blue Sasha Banks sunglasses, and exclusive WWE championship pin so they're all exclusive i don't know if everything's always going to be exclusive or that they just did that for the first box but there you go a lot of cool stuff and all wwe stuff which is also cool you know i'd much rather getting an austin aries nxt tops trading card than a southern boys old wcw whatever i got in the last one um yeah i'll take that any day um belt buckles kind of cool the thing i called a belt buckle that's not a belt buckle but it's a pin of a belt it's cool the mitch plants a bit unorthodox but take it t-shirts cool i always could use a t-shirt there's always t-shirts at least uh end zone cast as opposed to some random like indie thing i'm supposed to understand that's cool and then the new day riding a unicorn figurine yeah i'll take it all right that's cool I'll uh, post. I'll take pictures and post that up on the blog at some point. And uh, here we go. Um, so that's it for that until January, unfortunately. So next couple episodes, we'll not have one to do. Um, well, actually, that's not 100% true. I have something else coming that kind of could fill the void a little bit of that. Uh, but we'll get to that in a future episode. Uh, all right, but moving on. Now we've come to the main event of the evening, or the weekend, or whatever. 
And that, of course, is WWE Survivor Series. Now, the card for this is interesting as there are only six matches that have been announced, even though they've expanded Survivor Series to four hours, and they also have a two-hour pre-show. So what are they going to fill all that time with? Well, I don't know. Uh, that's a very interesting question that will be determined, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's it's bizarre that they haven't announced anything for the kickoff show. I have a theory of what might what a match might be on the kickoff show. Now it's two hours, so the first hour probably won't be and have any matches or anything like that. Is that they te- they tend not to do that. Although I feel like the last time they might I don't know whatever. Um, but I feel like there's going to be a cruiserweight. Survivor Series match because on this card there's only one cruiserweight match um, and there's a lot of cruiserweights so I could very well see a cruiserweight Survivor Series match being added to this but it's not so far so I can't really predict on it I know I did that last time with some matches and a lot of them ended up not happening but um, so whatever I'm sh- I mean I'll, I'll try to update the blog with my predictions if they you know if I get around to it if they announced it ahead of time enough. Uh, I haven't heard anything recently, but there we go. Alright, so let's just move on to right to the actual card, um, since we know the six matches that are involved. Um, and, you know, I, you know, looking back on some of the five-on-five matches that they've had back in the back in the day when they've had the smaller cards in just the Survivor Series matches, they some of them were really long. And especially the tag matches, like the the tag match from like the the nineteen eighty eight was like forty three minutes or something crazy like that. So like these definitely could take a while. Um, but with that said, um, all right, let's start off with the cruiserweight championship match. Uh, Brian, the Brian, Brian Kendrick defending his title against Kalisto. Now Kalisto is on SmackDown. The Brian Kendrick is part of the cruiserweight division, which right now is on Raw. Now the winner, now if Kalisto wins, then that means the cruiserweight division moved to smackdown now here's where this gets a little dicey does he have to win the title yes it says he has to win the title so i guess all right that 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 changes matters because i was going to say what if kalisto wins but by disqualification and kendricks keeps the title but then the which they could still do they could still do, because I don't know if they necessarily said that on necessarily on SmackDown or, no, or Raw or not. I don't remember. But, see, I don't see the, the Brian Kendrick losing the title. But the rumor is that SmackDown's going to take the Cruiserweights because they're adding the new 205 Live Cruiserweight show that's going to be on the uh, network after SmackDown. Um, but my thought process on that is that doesn't really necessarily mean that. Because here's the thing. With Raw being three hours, it makes more sense to have the Cruiserweights on Raw because there's more time for it. With that said, they haven't been really using them all that much. So, will that just stay the same? Maybe. But if you move them over to SmackDown, SmackDown's got a good solid two hours full packed with stuff. There's no room for this. Smackdown of uh, the cruiserweights on Smackdown it's just there's no there's not enough time so you're not going to be able to f- really showcase them on Smackdown either but here's my other point if you have them on Smackdown and you have the guys wrestling uh you know on the show whoever whoever cruiserweights are wrestling on the actual Smackdown show 
they're not then going to probably wrestle on the 205 live show. So what's the difference? Each week, just send the guys that are going to be in the 205 live show to Tuesday on SmackDown. And then keep whoever you're going to have on Raw to, you know, do the Cruiserweight division on Raw. Like, I don't know how much carryover there were going to be. I mean, you could. There's more likely that you would if the guy did not even wrestle in the night. You know what I'm saying? Um, so with that said, I don't see... I, I just... They just... Brian Kendrick just won it two weeks ago. Why are you going to take it off him so quickly? You know, unless they really, really want to put the the cruiserweights on SmackDown, but it's like, you know, uh, I mean, Corey Graves is going to be doing the commenting. He's going to have to be there for both shows too. So I, I don't get it. But, and the other thing too is that I don't quite understand here is these guys are all on XT also. So they're going to have their own 205 show, NXT, and then be on Raw or SmackDown. That just seems like it's overexposing the guys that aren't getting airtime, which doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, well, keep them concentrated on one show. You, people will get more of a feeling for them. Or you know what? Just have them have their own show. What's the difference? If you're not going to showcase them on Raw, there's not enough time for them on SmackDown. Just have them on the 205 show. And I guess the argument there would be like, well, yeah, but if they're just on the 205 show, then doesn't that, how are they going to get exposure on Raw or SmackDown? Well, you know, I guess that's true, but there's an answer for you. NXT. NXT is not on Raw or SmackDown. It seems to do fine. You know, it's, you know, they're having their own takeover show, so what's the difference? Like, I don't, I don't see, I don't see what the problem is here. Uh, I know that's a long way of explaining my answer that I, Gonna go with the Brian Kendrick. Because I don't think... Because uh, a lot of people I think are going Kalisto just based off that 205 Live show. And I don't think that's necessarily the way to do it. So I'm gonna go with the Brian Kendrick um, retaining his title. Alright, next up we got The Miz. Yes, The Miz defending his... Newly won Intercontinental Championship against Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn being on Raw, if he wins the title, he'll bring it back to Raw. There's been a lot of back and forth on trades and Daniel Bryan saying he wants to trade The Miz, but he also wants to get Sami Zayn and Cesaro. I don't know if they're going to be doing any trades. I also am kind of confused as to why they gave the championship to Miz on SmackDown if they were just going to have him lose to Sami Zayn. So, with that said, I think The Miz is going to win. Because I don't see Sami Zayn just... I mean, I can't see The Miz just dropping the title to Sami Zayn after just winning it. And uh, and everything. Unless unless they are going to do a trade. But I don't know. I just, if, you move the, if you move the Intercontinental title over to Raw, then what else do you have for SmackDown? I mean, I know you got the tag titles, you got the women's title... You got the heavyweight title, but then where's who's the mid? What are the mid card guys supposed to do? And if you bring over the cruiserweights, that's fine, but there's still nothing for the mid card guys. You know, where are they supposed to do? You gonna trade all your mid card guys to Raw? Like, uh, how does that work? I mean, you're gonna have this influx of cruiserweights. Where are they supposed to go? It's I don't know. With that said, I, I'm overcomplicating these. Uh, just gonna go with this. Who I think is gonna win? The Miz. The Brian Kendrick and The Miz. Anyone with the is going to win. Uh, so, moving on. Um, 
Interesting, though, that Dolph Ziggler is now not on the card anywhere. I wonder if they fit him in on some sort of uh, pre-show match or add a match or something like that. But, yeah, he's not on the card now. Another guy down the card that we'll talk about in a minute. Actually, let's bring it up right now. Because it's interesting to me that they have these Miz versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship but and the Cruiserweight Championship also. Um, but then... Well, the heavyweight championships aren't getting defended. The women's titles aren't getting defended. The tag titles aren't getting defended. And then the U.S. title is also not getting defended because Roman Reigns is is busy in the match. But there's a guy that he beat for that that's not on the card either. Rusev. Where's Rusev? He's nowhere to be found either. Now, if Rusev was still U.S. champion, there'd be an easy fix here, him versus Dolph Ziggler. And then you kind of balance that out. You know, winner he keeps it for their uh, their uh, their brand. But no, you gave it to Roman Reigns, and um, now he's involved in this main event, and he's a, he's probably going to be fighting Kevin Owens next month for the the Universal title, and he's probably not going to defend the U.S. title again. It's like, why is it on him? He doesn't need it. Give it back to Rusev. They should have taken him off in the first place. All right, sorry. Anyways, uh, moving on. Let's uh, get to the women's women's match. Team Raw, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, Nijax, Alicia Fox, Sasha Banks, with Dana Brooks taking on Team SmackDown, Nikki Bella, Becky Lynch, uh, Lee, uh, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, and Naomi with Natalia. Um, I'm going to go with Team Raw on this one. And um, furthermore, I want to predict who I think is going to be the survivors. Um and I'm going to predict that... It's going to be some combination of Charlotte, because she's never lost in a pay-per-view, uh, Sasha and Bailey. Whether it's all three... I don't I don't think it's going to be all three. I think it's going to be two out of three. But I think that's who... Whoever the other one is, is going to be the one that challenges Charlotte. And Sasha still needs a rematch, but Bailey's kind of the one up and coming. But I feel like they might save Bailey for further down the line. So they might do Sasha Charlotte rematch at the next pay per view, Roadblock or whatever it's called. So I'm going to go with Charlotte and Sasha are going to be the survivors. Alright, moving on. Tag, tag team, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 man tag extravaganza. 20 people all on the ring. It's going to be weird looking, but it's going to be fun. They haven't done this since 1988 with the 10, the 10 tag teams. Um, so we got Team Raw, which is the New Day. Biggie, Kofi Kingston, and or Xavier Woods. Who knows which two they're going to go with since they did Xavier Woods last month. But I think they're going to go with Biggie and Kofi. I don't know. Um... Then the Sheamus and Cesaro, Luke Gallows and and, and uh, Carl Anderson, Enzo and Cass, and the Shining Stars, Primo and Epico, who took the our truths, uh, the Golden Truth spot because they sold them a timeshare. Yeah. Okay. Uh, versus Team SmackDown, uh, which is uh, Heath Slater and Rhino, the Hype Bros, Zack Ryder and Mo- Mojo Raleigh. American Alpha, Jason Jordan, Chad Gable, the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, and Breezango, Tyler Breeze, and Fandango. 
Now, this could go either way, but given what I'm going to predict for later, I feel like they're going to have to throw SmackDown a bone here. So I think Team SmackDown is going to win this. And I think... I think American Alpha are going to be the sole survivors in this. I think they're going to... They're gonna really start pushing them. I know they start they've started and stopped with them a few times here, but I think they're gonna push them this time. I could be totally wrong about that, but that's uh I mean that's what I'm going with. All right, so moving on, we got the the men's so the single men's the single the men's single Survivor Series match, whatever, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, you got uh, Team Raw, which consists of Kevin Owens, uh, Chris Jericho, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Braun Strowman taking on Team SmackDown. Which includes AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, and Shane McMahon, who placed, who replaced um, Baron Corbin, who got injured by Kalisto. Sure, sure he did. Um, and they uh, have a mascot of James Ellsworth. And there's a little caveat to this too, because the, the Undertaker came back on SmackDown, said he's SmackDown. That's his show. He's back. He doesn't want WrestleMania to find him. He's back to take souls and dig holes. And if Team SmackDown loses, there's going to be hell to pay. Uh, or something. So, whether he shows up or not at Survivor Series, I don't know. I'd assume yes, in some capacity. Uh, maybe to threaten whoever loses for Team SmackDown. Because I don't think Team SmackDown's going to win. I think Team Raw's going to win. And uh, could go a couple different ways on this, but I feel like I feel like Jericho or Owens, one of the two, is going to eliminate one of them. Like not not on purpose, like accidentally cause one of them to get eliminated, and maybe tip for tat sort of type of thing, where the other one then gets back at him, sort of maybe not. Maybe on purpose, maybe not on purpose, maybe accidentally on purpose. Uh, and then he'll get eliminated. Braun Strowman, I think, will be out of pretty early. But I think it's going to be Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins as the survivors for Team Raw. That's what I'm going with. All right, and now finally we are um, at the main event of the evening. And again, could the Undertaker get involved in this one? I don't know. Who knows? I mean, there's a lot of rumors as to what the Undertaker is going to end up doing. Uh, you know, he's back now as opposed to like middle of February to, for SmackDown uh, for on SmackDown, but for his uh, run at WrestleMania. Now, technically Goldberg and Lesnar. Are on Raw, I suppose. I mean, Lesnar's definitely on Raw. Goldberg has only been on Raw, but I, I guess he is. I don't know. I mean, who knows if he's sticking around. He kind of alluded to this being his one and done. Uh, 12 years in the making, 12 and a half years in the making of the rematch of Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Of course, Lesnar has uh, Heyman in his corner. Um, 
Now, I, I don't know if he'll get involved, The Undertaker would get involved in this, but there's rumors about who he'll fight at WrestleMania, and, you know, Goldberg's name's kind of been brought up. I mean, uh, I think they've done the Lesnar thing already to death. I think that's over with. The other guy that's obviously always a rumor is John Cena, but now that he's back now instead of then, or, you know, in February or something like that, they could potentially do one of those at Royal Rumble. Uh, I don't know. They could go a complete different direction and do something else for Royal Rumble. Help Undertaker be in the Royal Rumble. Um, so I don't necessarily know that they're going to do anything involved there. But um, Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Now, Goldberg coming in, if he's only coming in for one match, then... It's got to be Brock Lesnar winning this because, you know, he gets the one up on Goldberg to tie them up. Do they do the rubber match? Maybe they do. Maybe they don't, you know, but if they're doing something else with Goldberg, then Goldberg has a potential to win. I don't know, though. I don't think so. I think Lesnar's going to win because if Goldberg's not sticking around, what's, there's no point in him winning. And if he, even if he is, um, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters if he loses to Lesnar. And, you know, Lesnar eventually is going to have to lose. And I know he lost the Undertaker. And I know technically lost triple threat matches before, but whatever. Blah, blah, blah. But one-on-one pinned or submitted. And legit, legit pinned or submitted. Not Undertaker low-blow shenanigans that happened at uh, Survivor Series last year. Um, I'm talking legit pinned... Um, are submitted. You got to think that's going to go to someone that's going to get the rub. Because ultimately that's the rub that from the Undertaker. You'd be beating the streak of Undertaker. You know? I mean, Kevin Nash beating Goldberg by taser didn't help anyone. It just pushed Kevin Nash for a week and then Hulk Hogan. Like, you know, Brock Lesnar was Brock Lesnar before he beat the Undertaker. Yes, did it pump up the Undertaker? I mean, pump up Lesnar to his unstoppable machine? Yeah. And then he went on to kill Cena, and he hasn't lost since whenever. But eventually he's going to lose. And that person that he, that he loses to, clean, it's got to be someone that's going to push to the stratosphere. Now, whether that's Reigns, whether that's Kevin Owens, whether that's Seth Rollins, whether that's, you know, Dean Ambrose. Well, it's probably not going to be Dan, Dan Ambrose, but you get my point. It's got to be someone that's going to, you know, at least be around for a long time to come and get a real push off of it. Goldberg's not the guy. It doesn't even make sense. He already beat Lesnar. So, I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar. I'm there. It should be an interesting match. I don't know how it will go. Hopefully it's better than their one they had at WrestleMania 20. Because that one was god-awful. Um, and for nothing else other than that. So hopefully they uh, do a good job. Um, it should be a fun show. Uh, there's not a lot on the line. So it's not a lot to really kind of worry about, I guess. It should just be a good, solid wrestling match, show, thingy, whatever. Uh, yeah, all right, that's going to do it. Um, thanks for listening. I know this is this one ran a little longer than I was going to plan, but I had a lot of stuff to talk about. There's so much stuff going on. Um, I'll be back in a couple of weeks probably to preview TLC and some, I think there's a Ring of Honor show. And there's another UFC fight coming on. Actually, there's a couple of UFC fights going on this weekend, but it's just the 
fight nights. They're doing two of them on the same day, which makes no sense to me. There's one in Ireland, there's one in Brazil, but the Ireland one's just on Fight Pass, and the Brazil one's on FS1, whatever. I'll be watching NXT TakeOver probably anyway, so whatever. Alright, thanks for listening. Join in next time. Um, you know, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and also give me five stars. Leave a comment. Let me know how you what you think of the show. You can head on to razorvader.blogspot.com and check out the blog. I'll post the picture of the loot crate or the slam crate on there pretty soon. You can also check out some old posts of other stuff and, and all sorts of cool stuff on there. Uh, you know, feel free to comment over there and, and, and whatever. Um, also, uh, yeah, I'm checking me out on, uh, Twitter at Razor Vader and, um, yeah. So enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much. Uh, enjoy football and basketball and hockey and all sorts of whatever else you're going to be doing. Uh, you know, don't, uh, don't let, uh, don't if you go outside playing football. Don't, don't break your shoulder. Um, that can hurt a lot. I did that one time. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be back in a couple weeks probably. And, uh, I'll check you out then. Thanks for listening. Bye.